This is Catherine and you're listening to The Thoughtful Runner. Here it is again, that changeable, joyful, dire and desperately hopeful season. Time to be born again, again. What a bitter space the winter leaves when she huffs out of town like a dejected ex-partner, leaving only unwelcome traces, the bite of early morning, the chill of night. And without pause, another lover invites herself in and throws her things about the place. Careless in all the ways her predecessor was mean, the brazen seedlings raise their heads like new ideas. Overnight, the fruit trees flounce into thick, sudden, blossomy garb. They're like clothes draped over the back of a chair. She leaves her things everywhere. In the streets, little touches have been added. A dark waxen shrub, now fierce with camellia pinks, whites, creams, tucked into its folds. The gnarled magnolia stretches its branches to find them adorned with pink, lantern-like gatherings of petals. The forsythia bushes flame out of borders, like a bright coat hung in the hall. And the pavements are all awash with her slovenly scatterings. A technicolour mess. Charming now. We are won over immediately by spring's unselfconscious vivacity. All change. And we don't spare a second thought for the once sparkling winter, who skates silently away to cast her sad magic elsewhere. Here is spring, new, exciting, unpredictable and glowing with promise and time. It's unforgivably cruel, this turning. A good thing that seasons do not have feelings. We're all of us vulnerable to inconstancy in nature. It struck me, this thought, on an old, old route yesterday. On foot, I used to follow the 75 bus route almost all the way between Croydon and Greenwich, joining the waterway somewhere in Catford. Last night, I rode that bus home as the evening drew in, and from the top deck had a marvellous view of places past and present. It had been one of those typical March days. I awoke with the sun on my face, the comforting, far-off chanting of bells from the church on the hill. Wood pigeons were chuckling. I felt the light fade and rally as the grey and restive sky toyed with it enjoyed the heathen warmth of bed, of books, of stillness, when all without was in motion. Yet on the station the wind went through my coat and small chunks of hail began to pepper the platform. On the train I closed my eyes and felt the flicker of sunlight on their lids. Perhaps it was the rosé I took to the party in the afternoon, an unusual choice, perhaps brought on by the change in season. But as I walked to the bus in the early evening light, with the sun blindingly low, I felt an overwhelming nostalgia for something I hadn't quite lost. How do I explain this without sounding like a drunk? The bus route from Catford to Sydenham followed the track of so many of my long, thoughtful runs. Seven years ago, this was my regular route. Seven years! I was struck by the memory of runs from a time that felt more innocent, I suppose, before grief and fear and loss and finding things, before losing things again. This physical route had formed the course of my thoughts as they eddied about the harbour of an earlier life, not too many years ago, but before they'd glimpsed open water or known the tides. And at the same time, I wondered what rougher seas I had yet to face. You don't know what you don't know, after all. Oh, well, I failed there. I'm not sounding like a drunk, haven't I? But as my eyes feasted upon these once-so-familiar streets and parks come alive for spring, I longed for something. It wasn't a particular longing for the past, but perhaps for a certain unknowing. I couldn't put my finger on it. I suppose it must be what a ghost would feel like, haunting their old life from afar. Yeah, that's exactly it. I felt as if I was longing for something that was still alive, but beyond me. Before long, the bus had passed into more recent territory, and I neared my home. The time of day was such that, with a lowering sun, even the greyest blocks were dusted with this strange light. Faceless windows were illumined blue, orange, yellow, as night advanced. 
The chill of rain caused consecutive collars to flap up, hands dug into pockets, and on the high street the bus drew level with the window casings above the shops, the sills of which sheltered a series of solitary pigeons ruffled from the wet. It was a relief, almost, to step onto my doorstep, where the weeds spring out of the stone, and close the door upon it for a night. For what other time of year may such a gamut of emotions be so present in one journey? The weather, the wild things, the rhythm of the earth's intention, so... There, in scent and sound and sensation. Spring, you are enchanting, and I love you again too. At least, I'll love you till June. June.